0: Good evening, Morver Continue Continuing along now, and as we mentioned, Chavisavavis is now going to jump off into a, uh, a lengthy discussion for about tefillah, because tefillah is one of the examples that he gave that are a combination between the lave and the goof. We are uh, we involve both our heart and mind and the physical being. So let's uh, see how he. Addresses this, and when one is engaging in activities that involve both the obligation of the heart, the obligation of one's limbs, one's physical body, like davening, when he praises Hashem, which is a form of tefillah, and it's part and parcel of tfilah. In tefillah, there's a a uh, a way of doing it. There's an order of events in Tefillah. There's Shvach, Bakosha, We start with praise of Hashem to recognize who we're talking to. Then we have our Bakosha requests, and then we end with thanking. So the first thing one has to do is. The first thing is, really one really wants to prepare properly for Tefillah, and as we've said before, for for someone to do this at every tefillah, every day that he does, is uh, maybe quite insurmountable. The Gemara tells us in Bruchus, the Brachis, that the earlier pious individuals would have a sho'achas at tefila, sho'achas at tefila, one hour before davening, to get ready, one hour for davening, and the one hour after davening. And the Gemara asks if they spend three hours, three hours, and three hours, for three tefillahs a day, Min minchamariv, Tiram, hechemish Had when did they have time to learn? Sri says, well, since they were so pious and they daven with such fervor and kavanah, so Hashem gave them extra siyad of the Shemaya. But for us, even if it was maybe one tefillah a day, one tefillah a week, we were going to focus and try to remove all other thoughts from our minds, that will be a tremendous accomplishment. So, you have to be any silly things, any worldly matters. Even other worldly matters. person shouldn't be thinking about any learning that he's been doing. That too should be out of his mind. And he has to try to remove all other thoughts that could disrupt or disturb his tefillah. This is, a person has to have a dignified body, a clean body. Make sure that he is clean from any dirt. Okay. Certainly back in a time where it was uh, more difficult for one to cleanse themselves, now it's much easier, but still a person has to be, uh, be in an appropriate attire to daven. One has to make sure that the surrounding area where he's davening also has to be appropriate for davening to the king of all kings. So that's if a person has to be, his environment has to be set up for davening. The person has to bring to his mind. Who is he davening to? person has to start thinking, who am I davening to? The mashkiach used to say that the Mestil the, the HaSishon tells us the hardest part of davening is conjuring up in our mind the image that we are actually talking to someone who is listening to every word that we're saying. And that's really what it is by tefillah. Kaddish Baruch is listening. said the Mestil HaSishon says over there, no different than if a person was talking to his friend. The only problem is the reason why it's so difficult is in give. Give the following analogy. This was the mashkiach's martial always. You know, if you give a person a uh, a piece of plastic, and it has a handle on it, it, has a knob on the top, knob on the bottom. He says, "Here, take this. Put it on your ear, and." Go into a room and just start talking. Just start talking. And make believe that your friend is talking to you on the other, on the other side of this line. It would be very difficult to do. I mean, how, how long would you able to do that for? You know? Because it's just a piece of plastic. Yet, <laughs> strangely enough, we take a piece of plastic, or now maybe a little piece of metal, or uh, some other junk that has some, some uh, little uh, chips inside of it, and we don't see anybody. I'm not talking about FaceTime or Zoom. We're talking about a, a regular old-fashioned telephone call. And you can hold the piece of plastic in your hand, and you can talk and talk for 10, 15, 20 minutes straight without the other person interrupting. Why? How could you do that? Because you know that there's someone else on the other line, even though you can't see him, there's someone else listening. And the proof of that is that sometimes you're in the middle of talking, all of a sudden you hear some click and you stop in your tracks. You're in the middle of a sentence, and you say, Hello? Hello? And if you're unsure that there's someone else on the other side of the line listening to your every word, you find it very difficult to talk to him. Very difficult to talk into this piece of plastic. So it's only when we are absolutely convinced that when we're talking into this piece of plastic, there is someone on the other line, someone else somewhere, maybe thousands of miles away, that's listening to us, we're able to talk. It's, we, we switch back and forth. You could talk into the plastic and look at the wall and talk for hours. And as soon as you realize there may not be somebody listening, it's the same wall you're looking at, it's the same plastic you're holding, you can't talk anymore. Says the Messiah, this is the most difficult part of davening, that to get to that point where we realize that when we are talking and davening, Hashem is sitting on the other side of the line and listening to every word being spoken by our mouths. That's what David is all about. That's what difficult, that's the difficult part. And the truth is, this is really the core of David. And this is also a point that the Mashkiach used to stress time and again. He used to say it like this. He says. Tell me, what's the difference when you walk into a shul and you see there's a four-year-old kid and he has his brand-new sitter that have the numbers going down to show where, where they're up to. And he's standing there with his sitter open and he's reading the lines of Shemay Nasri. And the adult standing next to that four-year-old child and he's diving into his sitter. What is the difference between these two individuals? And the Mashkeer explained that the young child is described as reading siddur and the adult if he's paying attention that he's talking to HaKarish Hu, it's called and described that he's davening. As soon as you have a person the adult who is thinking about something else and not cognizant of the fact that he is talking to HaKadosh Baruch then he's not davening anymore. You know what he's doing? He is reading Siddur. He's simply reading the Siddur, no different than a three or four year old who knows how to read the lines of the Siddur. So in essence, really what Tzfila is all about, to get it from just reading the words in a Siddur and to be called davening, is the fact that we are conscious and cognizant of the fact that a Baruch Hu is standing there, listening to every word that we are uttering from our mouths. That's called davening. And not to get into it, the uh, really the Shulchan Aruch itself explains these two aspects. First, you have to know what you're saying, and second of all, the Kiilu Shechina Kenegdoi. One has to think and contemplate. That he is standing in front of the Shina himself. That's what it's all about. That is what davening is all about. And if we can get to that point, then the davening will go much easier. It will be real. And that's really what davening is. So it's Mesil says. That's really the most difficult part. Getting the tzir miti b'leiv ha'odam. To get that true image in the person's mind. That he's talking even though he can't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but yet Hashem is listening. Mamish, like a person listens to his friend. And as the Mashkiach said, it's probably one of the reasons why HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed the invention of the telephone, where we see clearly that you can be talking into something without seeing a person and feel you're talking to another person. And that other human being is listening to every word that you're saying. And you feel comfortable... And we do it all the time talking, and that's called a conversation. That's not a that's not a monologue. That's a conversation. So as soon as we can get out of the fact that we're, we're when we dive in, it's a monologue. It's not. It's a conversation between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That is the essence of what tefillah is. To finish off the paragraph, El <speaking> Who is he davening to? And what is he asking from this being? Then you also have to know what the actual meaning of the words. The first point is you have to know who you're davening before that you're talking. To. That's number one, first and foremost. Secondly, we have to know the words that we're saying. This is extremely important. It's crucial. Just before we even get into more into the 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 core of what davening is, but the first point of davening is that we have to know and always r- remind ourselves and get it into the image of our mind that we are actually talking to Hakadosh Baruch who is listening to every single word. I good night and I good Shabbos.